to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Welcome into the program. Hope your day is starting off well. A little chilly. It'll be warmer today, though. It's going to be about 10 degrees warmer than it was yesterday. So maybe one less layer. You don't need to wear the the jacket in the office on top of the sweatshirt, on top of the shirt. Uh, But uh, it's that time of year. It's just going to get colder. And uh, today we're going to have some conversation heating up because uh, in the seven o'clock hour we're going to be joined by Kristen Harris of the Boston Tea Party Museum to talk with us about the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party and some of the events that are planned around that we'll talk about what they do at the museum and what she does in her role as a research coordinator so you would think for something that happened 250 years ago what else can we learn about well Kristen researches a lot of different things but we can find out what layers there are still left to peel back on the Boston Tea Party and the colonial era, uh, which is one of the most fascinating times in history to me. And I'm sure a lot of you as well. And mainly because how much of it did we really get in school? Maybe the first couple chapters of our American history textbook. And that's the extent of what we learned. It was, you know, really glossed over at least in my education, until we got to the American Revolution itself. You know, then, of course, you learn about the different battles and you learn about the strategies, but the what you get as a painting of daily American life during that era is just kind of a broad-stroke, thumbnail sketch kind of presentation. And the more that I've learned about just the everyday, day-to-day life, uh, I've just been fascinated with it, and, fascinated with it. And that's something that Kristen immerses herself in as both a researcher and a reenactor. So we'll talk with her about that. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta for our weekly council segment being moved to Thursday this week because tomorrow is our mini Miracle Day. And uh, I've been spending the last couple of days, you know, diving into their story and and the things that they need to create this mini Miracle for this family. And I cannot wait to introduce them to you tomorrow. Victoria from the United Way will be here with me. And uh, we will share with you their story. We will tell you what they need and, and how it will make a difference in their lives. You will hear from them. You'll hear from the family themselves. And uh, then, of course, we will leave it up to you to make donations to the United Way. And you'll be able to do that online via text, sending in checks, all different ways to make sure that if you want to help this family, you can. And this is something that we've been doing for a number of years here now on WBSM, and we have made a significant difference in the lives of multiple families across the South Coast. And it's always great when you can make this mini miracle happen for the family, and then the family gets back to you later on and and tells you exactly how their life has changed as a result of it. And uh, we've got some of those stories up at 
at WPSM.com and on the app. And we'll have all of those up on the site tomorrow in addition to the story of this year's Mini Miracle family. So looking forward to sharing that all with you. I know you will all come out in full force to support this family. So yesterday we were talking about the idea of this trans these transit-oriented districts that are going to be built around or being proposed around the South Coast Rail Stations that will be in New Bedford. And we talked about how, what, what is the feasibility that somebody moving into the city, working in Boston, utilizing the train, and, and I know that that's not necessarily everybody that would move into one of these districts. You know, maybe there are people who are already living in the city who say, I'd love to live in a neighborhood where I could just walk to everything that I needed and not have to worry about having a car just to be able to go and get groceries or just to be able to go and do this or go and do that. The, the statistics are telling us that the younger generation is not getting their license or, or purchasing cars as frequently in the past. Now, I think there's a couple of things that factor into that. It's being described as you know, they're just realizing that with the price of cars, the price of insurance, the cost of repairs, all this stuff just adds up to young people who haven't had a car to wonder if it's worth the expense. And and my son asked the same question. You know, when, when he was turning 16, he didn't know that he would want to drive. He was in no rush. You know, his mom wanted him to drive so that she didn't have to, you know, change her schedule around to, to get him to where he needed to go, that she could work her regular hours and know that he could still get around if he needed to. But he was in no rush to start accumulating all the expenses associated with owning a vehicle. And I think that does play a part. I think young people look at, see, when I was 16, 17, I was buying cars literally for $200 on the side of the road. I'm sure many of you did the same thing. I'm sure many of you said when you were ready for your first car, you know, I'm going to spend this much money and it was maybe $500. Or some of you might have inherited a car from a family member that was getting something new because what were they really going to get for a trade-in on it? But I bought my first car from my mom, bought her station wagon when she... Went out and bought a minivan instead. And so I bought her Chevy, 1985 Chevy Celebrity Wagon from her for $400. Basically, I gave her the cash that I'd been saving up since I got my, my first job. And I was putting all the money aside. And she needed $400 to put down to get her van. And she said, I'll sell you that car for $400. So it worked out fine for everybody. And then that was the most I paid for a car for a long time because I would just buy cars out of people's yards for 200 bucks. And if something broke on, on, one, on the car that I was driving and it cost more than $200 to fix, I would just go out and look for another $200 car. And I would 
almost always be able to find one. I knew exactly the route to take. I would jump on Route 28, drive it all the way into South Middleboro, and honestly, I wouldn't even get out of South Middleboro before I'd find a car. But those days are gone. You are not getting a car for $200 anymore. It's rare to get a car for $2,000 anymore. And if you do, it's not really necessarily something that's not without its issues. You're looking to spend around $5,000. I remember when I was still working at the Standard Times. And it was probably pre-2005 because I had moved from the, to the other side of town in 2005. But I was going to get on the highway to go to work and I drove by a yard in Marion where they had a K car, which was what I always loved to buy. They were cheap. They were easy to fix. They got good gas mileage. Didn't have a lot of problems. So I was like, oh, there's a K car. I'm going to get that. Even though I don't need a second car, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that K car. And I'm thinking it's going to be a couple of hundred bucks. And again, this is 2005. This is probably a 1988 K car. And I knocked on the door and I asked how much they wanted for it. They wanted $2,800. And I said, well, I guess I can't buy K cars anymore. At least not this one. And it was in good shape and it had very low miles. So I'm sure that played a factor in it. But that's when I was like, maybe those days of buying cars for a couple hundred dollars out of people's yards are over. So that's probably a reason why people aren't driving. Kids aren't driving. But I think another factor that plays into the, the statistic that there are less younger drivers on the road is the pandemic. Because during the pandemic... Kids couldn't make road tests that were ready to get their license. My son should have gotten his license during the pandemic. But everything in the process got slowed down. Driver's ed, road tests, it all got slowed down. And it took a while for the RMV to catch up. So I think that that data just might be a little outdated and that in a couple of years, those numbers might jump up significantly because now you've got the data of the people who got caught up with waiting to get their license, waiting to be able to get a car, waiting to be able to drive. So that number will probably increase, I think, in the coming years rather than decrease. That's just my gut feeling. I don't know how much the cost of everything will offset that. But anybody that's you know ever known somebody like... You, you, you get a really nice car for the most part at two times in your life. When you're first driving and when you've, you know, kind of done all your adult things and your, your kids are grown up and you've got a little bit more money in the bank, that kind of thing. I never understood why kids went out and got a really fancy car for their first car. You're going to mess it up. I know somebody who bought a brand new car like two weeks after getting their license. Drove it off the lot and ended up damaging it at the gas station, putting gas in it for the first time. 
Like that kind of stuff's going to happen. So you, you know, but you know how, how it goes. Kids have been saving up. They want to get something nice. And so you probably will have a lot of people that are still struggling to come up with the money to, to buy these cars at that young age. But they also love to give people that age credit. So with that in mind, with the idea of these transit-oriented districts, we talked about how, well, the public transportation isn't there for people to be able to live in these, these neighborhoods and still be able to get to other things that they need to get to. Doctor's appointments, supermarkets, shopping for other necessities like clothing. And in the New Bedford Light article yesterday, the response to that was, well, they'll, they'll Uber. And I questioned how frequently people would be willing to, to pay for that. Well, there's a story in the light today from Grace Ferguson about Serta's plan to begin free bus service in January. So this is a, a test period or, or a, a pilot period for a new program. Well, I guess they've done some, some pilot programs on this already. But it's the Tri-Transit Initiative, which is funded by a grant from the state. So from January 1st of 2024 until June 30th of 2024, all of Serta's buses will be free to ride. So you don't need to worry about having the money when you get on the bus. You can just get on the bus and take a ride. And also, they're increasing the number of buses that they will have. They have a, a, an extended multi-year plan to keep increasing the amount of buses that are available and the routes that they take. And one of the complaints I think people have is if they could drive as opposed to taking the bus. Well, of course I'm going to drive. It's faster. Do you know how long it takes to take a bus ride when you've got to wait for everybody to get on and then have the change, have the fare, and then not everybody has the fare, and then it turns into a... Well, as this article points out, it's going to go a lot faster without people paying the fare, people just getting on or off the bus. Like when you were on the school bus, you know, you stopped, the kids got off, you were done. Except this bus isn't going to sit there and wait for the kids to cross the street or to get into their house. Just going to take off once everybody's off. So it will be a faster ride. So I think this will be something that will give us a better idea of how people would utilize public transportation if given that opportunity. And I think, too, from what this story is saying, that CERTA is going to continue to pursue more grants to be able to continue this free service. So even though it's right now only planned to go through June 30th, there's also talk of trying to main, uh, sustain funding for that so that they can keep it going even after June. And the other thing you might bring up as well, but okay, but what am I supposed to do on Sunday? Well, they're adding Sunday bus service too. So this will give people an opportunity who need to utilize public transportation to have more of it and to not have it be cost prohibitive. And I, I know for most of us, we look at it and say, well, 
what's it cost? A dollar, dollar fifty? Like how much is that gonna really hurt somebody? But if you have to make multiple trips on the bus every day and you're already, you know, a low income family, it can be a burden. So this is gonna save them some of that money. Well, actually it'll save them all of that money that they're paying for bus fare. And maybe some of that money that they save, they use to take an Uber once in a while. Or maybe somebody just needs to save up for a car and they utilize the bus as they're saving up and now they can put that bus fare into the bank as well. So it's, a, it's an interesting program. It's a great idea. I'm interested in seeing how it works out. There's, you know, certain communities I've been in where I've had to take the bus. When I was in New Orleans, I didn't get a rental car. Everything that I needed to get to was on the bus route and they, they do a day pass and it was really convenient to just use the bus. And it was well maintained. It wasn't, it wasn't free. I think it was like $3 for a ride on that bus. But it, or three, you know, $3 for the, for the day pass. But it got you everywhere you needed to be or within short walking distance of where you needed to be. Obviously, you know, the bus isn't going to go through the French Quarter. The streets are just too tight. There's not a lot of through traffic anyway. But you can get close enough that you can just walk the rest of it. And so maybe we can have um, more more utilization of the buses. Because obviously they're going to run to the train stations once those are open next summer. Yeah, I know, I know. It was supposed to be next month that South Coast Rail was going into effect but there were delays, and so now it'll be the summer of 2024. And honestly, that's better. Because if they had started next month and people started utilizing that, and again, I don't know how many people are going to be utilizing it right off the bat, but if people started utilizing it and then we had a wintry weather kind of winter, that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. If it was like a lot of snow, a lot of ice, things that could cause some issues with the train, and then people would get all upset. Well, what do we have the train for if it can't get me to work? You know, this way here, getting past the winter and having a summer and a fall where people can start to get used to utilizing the train and realize what, what goes into that, I think that would be a lot better. Anyway, 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. Coming up in just a few seconds, we're going to be going into the newsroom with Ariel. On the other side of that, we can take your calls at 508-996-0500. You can also send send in app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And uh, we'll also have some contests coming up on the app as well. So you want to make sure that you get that app downloaded so that you can take part in that. Also, if you have the app or if you go to our website, either way, you'll see uh, the link up for Light Up South Coast. And we are once again collecting your holiday photos and we're going to be putting them on a gallery on WBSM.com and on the app so that you can see all these different displays around the South Coast and then go out and visit them. 
drive around and take a look at the lights. So uh, all that information is for you, uh, is up there for you on WBSM.com, on the WBSM app, and it's brought to you by our friends at Mac Electric. All right, let's go now into the newsroom with Ariel. The truce between Israel and Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says the temporary ceasing fire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages. The six-day truce was set to end at 7 a.m. local time following the release of 16 Hamas captives in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel. Legendary diplomat Henry Kissinger is dead at the age of 100. Kissinger served as national security advisor to the Nixon administration from 1969 to 1975 and was best known for guiding American foreign policy during the Vietnam War. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 after negotiating a ceasefire agreement between the U.S. and Vietnam. A member of the Proud Boys who took part in the Capitol riot is being sentenced to two years in prison. Nathan Pelham of Greenville, Texas, was sentenced to two years in federal prison on Wednesday. Court records show that Pelham fired at law enforcement officers earlier this year after the FBI had asked him to surrender. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom will go head-to-head in a televised debate this week. The 90-minute special will be a chance for each governor to present their different views to a national audience. Issues will include the economy, abortion, gun gun control, immigration, and homelessness. J.P. Morgan Chase is warning inflation could rise even higher and a recession is still possible. CEO Jamie Dimon said at the New York Times Deal Book Summit on Wednesday that interest rates could continue to go up. Diamond noted that while the U.S. labor market has been stable, inflation is hurting people. Dolly Parton's Rockstar album is number one on this week's Top Rock Albums chart. The new album by the 77-year-old country music icon debuts at number three on this week's Billboard 200 album chart. The 30-track album consists primarily of covers of rock classics and features guest artists like Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. In sports, the Celtics are seeking a third straight victory. Boston closes out a three-game home stand when it hosts the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow night at TD Garden. Tomorrow night's game is a third of four between the Seas and Sixers during the regular season. Each team has earned a win through the first two games. The Patriots head coach Bill Belichick said Wednesday that he will not be announcing a starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Third-year starter Mac Jones did not take any throws during the open medium portion of practice. Jones who had been pulled from four games this season, has thrown for 2,120 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. New England is last in the AFC East at 2-9. and nine. The Bruins are looking to snap their three-game losing streak. Boston returns to TD Garden for tonight's battle against the San Jose Sharks. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday morning. Decreasing clouds this morning with plenty of sunshine. Temperatures on the cold side in the mid to upper 20s. Plenty of sunshine for today. Seasonable temperatures in the upper 40s. Overnight, mostly clear upper 30s. Tomorrow, we'll start out with sun. Increasing clouds. Rain moves in late in the day through the overnight hours into first thing Saturday. Sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 
up to some good vibrations. This is going to be a decent day out there for you. Uh, 508-996-0500. You can also utilize app chat and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And there was a really weird story that popped up last night. And um, one of my friends sent, actually Stephanie Burke, my co-host from, from Spooky South Coast, sent me the video from the story and pointed out, she says, isn't that the the haunted Victorian mansion, the S.K. Pierce mansion in Gardner. And I looked at the video and said, yeah, yeah, it is. But it was the story in Gardner of a man who allegedly stole an ambulance and then led police on a chase while he was driving that stolen ambulance. And they did happen to go, you know, right, right by the S.K. Pierce mansion in Gardner. But he was arrested and the ambulance... He drove the ambulance back to the hospital and ended up hitting a pole. And that's when police were able to arrest him. But just a strange story. And the video is pretty wild watching like five police cruisers follow this stolen ambulance as it goes through the the very quiet nighttime streets of Gardner, which is like the whole town shuts down at 5 p.m., I think. And here comes this ambulance with these police cars giving chase. So glad that they got the ambulance back, even though if it was damaged, glad that they got the suspect in custody. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing great. I think it's funny that you're bringing up um, topics of cars <laughs> because I cleaned my husband's car out and I had it towed to Carver for a friend of mine. I promised a car. And um, it, it just got to the point where I was ready to just go ahead and give it. Because, as you know, I just put $500 in my Honda for that starter. Mm -hmm. And now his car won't start. So I had it jump started. It started with no problems. So um, I, I had a feeling, though, because I think it was like a half an hour later, I went back out and tried to start his car. And it wouldn't start. And I said, well, it's got to be the alternator. I, I definitely, the way the things were working and not working. So anyways, I had it towed to him. And now he can't even jumpstart the car. And I'm like, what? I feel so bad. So now this car, like, it just it just keeps on giving. And I have put, like, the car only has 68,000 miles on it. Um, it was my husband's mother's. And then when she, she couldn't drive anymore. He got it, but he didn't drive it much because of the pandemic. And of course, now you know he he's no longer on Earth. Yeah. So the so I I put brand new stuff. The car had rust from sitting too much, not being driven enough. So I put in rear cylinders. I put in brake hoses. I put in uh, serpentine belt, new um, tune up. You wow, know, yeah. Upper lower ball joint uh, work. 
a new battery, a new starter. I mean, the car has everything basically that you could brakes, brand new brakes, everything, let alone the upper and lower ball joints. And um, anyway, so now I'm like seeing the battery's only a year old, but I guess it can happen. Yeah, if it's not started enough and. Yeah, but, so but, I, I feel bad. So I told him I, I will get another battery. I'll buy him a battery. Um, and then hopefully he can get it to somewhere where he can get an alternator put in or test it anyways. And, um, you know, if he can get a refurbished, whatever he does. I just wanted, I just really wanted him to have it. He works hard. He's such a good kid. Um, well, he's not a kid, but he's a kid to me compared to my age. <laughs> <laughs> But well, I just, I, I really love this path, you know, and I'm like, but now it just keeps on giving. And it's and, like, and wow. And that's, that's the thing is it becomes so expensive to, to repair all these little things that, you know, 20 years ago would have been a $100 fix. You know, you just go uh -huh. down to AutoZone and get what you need and replace it and right. then you're good to go. I had to buy a battery a couple of years ago and I couldn't believe that the battery was like almost $300. And now uh, I had that problem the other day where I left my, my, um, light on I and I had to get my car jumped and when because I just didn't have a jump pack and nobody could jump me and when uh, mm. South Coast Towing came to, to jump it for me they said oh look at how corroded your battery is and I have one of those plastic covers over it so I never look at it and I was like yeah you're um, right wow I can't believe that so all yeah. this all this stuff that you know things that used to last just don't last and when you have to replace mm -hmm. them it costs too much yeah it, <laughs> it really does you know what I found crazy is that the starter and an alternator are both the same price because mm. I I bought the alternator I walked it home I was gonna have my neighbor's friend put it in but then um it was the wrong alternator for my car I looked at the paperwork I said wow that's for an accord I don't have an accord so I called them and they let me return it and uh, the price of that and then and then finding out it wasn't the alternator anyways that's when I just had it towed to our church's muffler over there muffler and brakes and um it he put the starter in, and, and that was the same price, but labor, it was $498. And that's probably, you were getting a deal with that, because uh, it can cost mm -hmm. a lot more to do some things these days. Yeah. Well, the alternator just buying it straight right out of AutoZone was $312, and that's with the employee's discount card. I had my air conditioning service to cost $1,200, and it still didn't work afterwards. And I said, you know what, ah. it's just, it's not worth, I'll just drive with the windows down. Oh, but last summer, it was too hot for that. I still did it. Did you really? Oh, my God. God bless you. I'm sure, I'm sure people got close to me and said, you should probably get your air conditioning fixed. Your, your deodorant's not holding out. So, Well, um, I hope it works out for them with the car. And, uh, yeah. And you're right. It is, it is getting pricier. So hopefully nothing yeah. else goes wrong. I know. And you know what? I wish there was a bus down my way because um, part of me, you know, thinks, geez. I might not want another car. I don't know. My 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 car has been great to me, um, you know, just basic wear and tear. But there's no buses that come all the way down here, so that yeah. would be nice. And it'd be nice too if you know bad weather or something. You don't want to drive. You can just take the bus instead. Let let somebody else do the driving. But I get it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll wait. Well, That's you have a good day. Today. You too. Bye -bye. Take care. And now let's take another call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. You sound good. Thank you. I, well, when we're done talking, I guess I'll say I'll see you next month. What, what, what's on your mind? Well, just uh, the Christmas spirit. You know, 
you know, because Joe Biden gets a lot of trouble for falling down a lot. But you know what's uh, what's red and white and falls down the chimney? Well, I mean, I as long as there's no fire in the chimney when you fall, that's that's got to be Santa Claus's main concern. Well, yeah, well, red and white falls down the chimney, Santa Claus. All right, well. And if there was a fire in there, you know what you would call him? Cinder Claus. Oh, nice. I like it. Well done. <laughs> Is that pretty good or what? Hey, what goes oh, oh, oh? That's Santa Claus walking backwards. Ah. I'm just trying to pick up the pace, you know, get his like, mind on I like positive it. Thing. Yeah, I like a good Christmas joke. You know, it's, a, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you can be sad. It's easy to be angry and sad, but it takes a little energy to put a smile on someone else's face. It makes you feel good. You don't have to look in the mirror and see a frown. When you put some a smile on somebody else's face, you smile without even thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I look back, people say, oh, what, what are some of your fondest memories of your younger days? And I think about being around the lunch table with all my friends and we would just try to crack each other up. And I, I would just remember you would you'd go back to class and your sides would hurt from laughing so much during during lunch period. That to me was some of the best times ever. I think, I think you hit it. And that's, that's the key, you know. It, it, it isn't all about the trouble every day, every day, every day. You know, like like the attitude of a lawyer. And, you know, what does a lawyer call Santa's helpers? What? Subordinate clauses. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> it's like that old Marx Brothers joke when he's looking over, you know, Chico's looking over the contract with Groucho and he goes, what's that there? He goes, oh, that's nothing. That's just the sanity clause. And he says, oh, you can't fool me. There is no sanity clause. There is. <laughs> <laughs> Call Father Christmas if he became a detective. What well, what would that be? Santa Claus. Oh, you 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 get them all. You should just write a joke book. I think. I do. I got a million jokes, and and some of them I can. I'd stay away from the adult stuff. You can tell. <laughs> like, you know, it's always tempting, you know, to go with the adult stuff. You know, right. It's like uh, what? The, I'll give you one that is not really bad. Uh, what did Santa say when he came down the chimney? What song did he sing? What song? Chestnut roasting on an open fire. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you so much for the smile. You have a great day. All right. See you next month. All right. And uh, if you um, if if you are ever feeling down during the holidays, uh, you know, think about that. But also think about calling the Good Samaritan hotline. Think about calling uh, just a friend or a family or just calling into the show, calling into the station, you know, because the caller's right. This is a time when people do, you know, get down in the dumps and, and do start to feel the, the pressure of the season. The, if, if, if they don't have anybody in their lives, they feel the loneliness of the season. And it's, it's a problem for a lot of folks when the holiday season comes around that they, they know they're going to struggle with their mental health through it. And there are people that can help you. And, and I will just say it's never as bad as, as you think that it is. We, I think we've all lost people during this time of year to mental health struggles. So it will 
it will pass. I know it doesn't feel like it, but it will. And there are people that are willing to help you through it if you need that help. 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And, you know, we tell you all the time about all the great food that you can have if you visit Alianza Restaurant at 98 Cove Street in New Bedford. They always have fantastic meals over there. And then they have the great daily specials as well, including today's pork chop special. But one of the things that is also great about Alianza is that they're always come on, coming up with fun things for you. They want they love to have fun over there themselves and they want to extend that out to their customers as well. And that's why this coming Monday, December 4th, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Santa Claus is coming to Alianza Restaurant for a magical night and they want you to come on by even if you're not buying anything. Even They just want you to come by and have a good time and get to meet the big guy. And they will have a photographer there. So what they're going to be doing is from 5 to 7, they will have a fun night with, with Fun 107. They're going to be there. Free pictures with Santa, treats, gifts, raffles, and more. No dining purchase necessary. Just come on by and enjoy the holiday spirit with Alianza. And you can also help Santa's elves by bringing a toy to donate and be entered into a raffle for a free photo session with the photographer that'll be there, Juilliard Photography. And so that's all happening this Monday, December 4th from 5 to 7 at Alianza. But of course, you know, you can always get some delicious food while you're there if you're hungry. It's a great place to eat with creative ideas, uh, creative sauces on all their food and real authentic Portuguese dishes. So Alianza Restaurant, 98 Cove Street. And you know what? Check it out, too, because talk to Susie. They might still have some availability open for your holiday party. If you still need to book that, if you've been waiting to the last minute, you can see if they have any availability left or at least how they can help you out by supplying some of the food. So Alianza Restaurant, 98 Cove Street in New Bedford and also online at AlianzaRestaurant.com. Going to take a quick break here because we got the NFL preview coming up. We'll be right back. Um. 